So if you got your booklets, we're going to kind of follow this along. Uh, I didn't jump off the path too far uh, as I have in the, the last couple of times I've taught. Um, something Brother Austin brought up last week. If you notice, that there, there is a theme to, this, to all the lessons that we're teaching as, long as, as well as our Wednesday night services. So they're all tied together. All of our lessons always are, to, you know, whether it's printed out that way or God's using it that way. So it's, it's really neat how a lot of this stuff will tie together, you know, with our, uh, you know, a few, uh, several Sundays ago, probably actually a few months ago, I taught on what is the church. And we discussed uh, how, as a church body, we are the church. And, you know, and I did emphasize how it takes more than one person to run a church. You know, uh, some of you remember my little, little man holding the church up by himself. So spiritual gifts are, are, are how we do that as a church, how we uh, use it for the church body. One of the questions that came up in your book says, the first thing in here says, what is a spiritual gift? Um, you know, if you read the, that top piece above that, it says, God ordained that his work be accomplished through the local church, just as the human body has several components and each serves as a different purpose. God has gifted each Christian with at least one spiritual gift that is to serve a purpose in the church. Discovering and exercising these spiritual gifts enables us to be a valuable part of the body of Christ, his local church. So as his church, we are to try to discover what that gift is and how, how can we be a part of the body of Christ? How do we do that? Um, but a question that came up as I was doing the study uh, the last several days is, um, you know, some people talk about uh, folks having a God-given talent, you know, Oh, that person has a natural talent or he has a God-given talent. God sure gave him a talent or gave her a talent. But so the question came up in my mind. It says, what's the difference between spiritual gifts and talents? Or is there a difference? So in my research, I came across just a dozen and a half different breakouts of what spiritual gifts are and what talents are and how the two come together. So if that is a question in your mind, uh, I kind of summed it up like this. A, a spiritual gift is a talent or talents that's used for the good of the church, for the, for the church body, in the spreading of the gospel, and, and most importantly, to God's glory. So, you know, you may have a talent, but it can be turned into a spiritual gift because it's used for the good of the kingdom. It's, good, it's used for the spreading of the gospel used to glorify God. How do you glorify God through your spiritual gifts? So you can think of a lot of folks that have talents. Uh, you know, if you, you know, in the, in the popular world, if you will, like in uh, television or radio, or, you know, you, you can probably think of probably a, two or three or a dozen or more folks that you would, would say, Oh, they have a talent. You know, they're a, a good singer, or they're a, a good athlete, a good coach. Or you may know someone a little not so popular. That's maybe your your local mechanic or uh, a carpenter or somebody. But how do they use that talent? Or is it used to God's glory? Or is it are they allowing them to be a spiritual vessel for Christ in in what they do? So all of us are given 
uh, abilities and, and skills and talents to serve, serve the world we live in. But, so we're all a, a part of God's kingdom as Christians. So once you become a Christian, then you take that talent, you enhance it. And how do I use my, my gift to be a, be a better Christian? How can I use my gift to bring others to Christ? How can I use my gift to support God's church? So yes, summed up, uh, we're to use our talents as a spiritual gift to help, to help the body of Christ. So well, as we get through here, we're going to come across some questions and, you know, what's the purpose of the spiritual gifts? What's the, you know, what is, who decides what gift I get? We're going to go through all this and, and I'm going to have some participation too as we, as we study this morning. Uh, so be thinking about, as I'm going through here in a little while, I'll be calling on some folks for some, some uh, testimonies of people they may know, or maybe it's themselves that of a spiritual, someone with a spiritual gift and how they're using that. Um, so we start out with the, the, the number one there. It, it comes out of uh, Corinthians. A divine empowerment from God's Spirit which enables us to serve God through the local church in a special and specific way, which uh, is, is a biblical reference to what I just said. Uh, if you haven't looked it up yet, um, the next verse it refer, refers to is 1 Peter 4.10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So by the grace of God, you know, uh, a few weeks ago I taught on grace. So one of the things God graces us with is spiritual gifts. Uh, that's one of the gifts that is by God's grace we are allowed to have because uh, it's a gift from God. A spiritual gift, just as salvation, is freely given and cannot be earned. So <laughs> God in, in, instills that. He's, he's created you with that spiritual gift. Once you become a Christian, you un, that gift is unlocked for the good of the, of the kingdom. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which God, which is of God, that we might know things that are freely given to us as of God. Just like our salvation is freely given to us. But you have to accept it. You have to take it and, and own it uh, for yourself. And with that, again, comes your, your discovering what your spiritual gift is. So what are the purposes of spiritual gifts? So I kind of touched on that in the introduction. But we're going to dig, dive deeper into it. To bring the glory to God by helping individual people. By fulfilling my God-given purpose in the church. So as we go through here, we're going to start discovering what is our purpose in the church? How do, how do we fit in? But 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, But now hath God set the members of every one of them in the body as it has pleased him. So as God's pleased by our service, he, he picks out, you know, people that he's already, you're, you may have that natural gift already in you, but as you become a Christian, then it's, uh, you, you pray for God to give you that moment that you realize, hey, this is my, this is my skill. This is what God, God wants me to enhance this and use it for his glory. 
by assisting other members in the church uh, is, is you use that to to be a uh, help an assistant to people and as we get in here you're going to see that the different uh, uh, methods of that first Corinthians 12 25 also says but he but that the members should have the same care one for another we cannot understand spiritual gifts without understanding that their purpose is always designed to help the church members so your spiritual gift shouldn't be uh, to puff you up to make you look I'm important look what I can do it's no it's for the church it's to glorify God it's to help the church you're to be a help to each other we're, we're supposed to bind together in Christ and be to be the strength uh, don't be the weak link in the chain. Be, be part of, this, the, of Christ's chain of, of unity of, of the church. So be the, be the strong point in the church. If we all strive to be the strong link, then you have just a super tight chain that is really strong for Christ and, and really can make a difference in your community, in, in, your, in your area, the state, the world. You know, as, if the church body as a whole, you know, we're... We're a church body. The Cornerstone Baptist Church is a church body. But if you look at it, we have other church bodies that are just like us, that are doing the same thing, that are spreading the gospel, the teaching, that are loving Christ and loving one another, uh, together being strong. And if we take all these strong church bodies and then lock them together, in a, in a sense, through the Word of God, then... We have a message that we spread to the whole world. We're, we're strong, and God's Word is strong, and it's out there, and it overcomes the darkness. We become the light. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members be honored, and rejoice in it. So we can rejoice in our spiritual gifts. Celebrate with one another when someone discovers their spiritual gift. Uh, because of different spiritual gifts, at times people can have different perspectives about the nature of a problem and how to deal with it. The Holy Spirit enables us, if we allow Him, to be able to work together with mutual appreciation. So we work together. We're, again, we're the strength in the church. Uh, we, we bring our gifts together to be, be, to be that way, to help one another, to solve problems, to be problem solvers when there are problems, because... Nothing's, nothing's perfect. We all are well aware of the, of the, the issues that we deal with in society, uh, even within our own church family, that we, we unify together, you know, especially on Wednesday nights. We, we, we come out with our prayer requests. We petition God through Jesus Christ for our needs. And, and you know, where two or three are gathered, we're stronger uh, because, as the Bible says, uh, you know, God listens to us. And our voices are many voices are louder than one voice. So as we cry up to God together, then God hears us and answers our prayers. Amen. So in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, it's, the verse says, if you read along with me in your book, that and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the, per, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for edifying the body of Christ. Your gift should be edifying, edifying the body of Christ. 
With the church in mind, God gave these gifts to be the church for the perfecting, the maturing of the saints, the work of the ministry and service, and edifying, building of the church, building the church up, making it strong. So we jump down there and it says, who decides what gifts I get? So, that's a good, so as we pointed out earlier, the gift is freely given to you by Christ, by God. God imparts that gift on you. Now, sometimes it's up to you to discover what that gift is. And your fellow church members also will help um, enhance that uh, discovery for you, too. Because sometimes um, we may try different things to, to find what our gift is. None of them are bad, but you may find one that you're better at than the others. And sometimes reassurance from your fellow church members will help you realize that must be my spiritual gift because I'm reaching, I'm reaching the hearts, I'm reaching the minds. People are, are letting me know that, that it's, it's right, it's good. So be thinking of that when you hear those compliments. They're not compliments to you, they're compliments to God. They're compliments that, you've, that your gift has been revealed. The Father is the source of all good, good uh, all gifts, sorry. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's in James 1.17. The Spirit of God chooses what spiritual gifts are best for each believer. Not every gift is suited for each person. God makes each of us, when we're created, He created us as individual members. We're different and unique for a reason because God wanted this vast array of abilities and talents and uniqueness to come together for His good. But all these worketh as one and the same self spirit, dividing to every man severally as He will. So God wisely equips each of us for a special purpose, for a, spe for a special place of service within the church. So again, we're all created with that specific special way we handle the, the needs of the church. Now, you can have many teachers in a church, and that's all the better. The, the more teachers you have, the more people you have to spread the gospel, to teach the gospel to others, is great, because you have many types of teachers. We're a small, young church, so we don't have a lot of different branches of, of members you know you we have some young we have some uh, high school age and we have us so but as a church grows you get different needs and you have different levels of education needs you have young children you have little older children you have high school age you have young adults you have older adults uh, or seasoned adults you know so you have different levels so then you have more need for more teachers so not each person can teach as well for each person as another uh, so there is your uniqueness there. They're all great teachers, but they all teach a specific way or, or, or for, to a specific part of our church. Again, all those areas of church make, make your church body strong, young, middle, and older. So you have, you have different, different needs, but they all come together to make the one church. In Romans 12, 6, 8, it says, Having the gi then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the uh, 
propagation of faith. Our ministry let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that soweth, soweth mercy with cheerfulness. There are seven practical gifts mentioned in this text. So you, so again, as I talked earlier, you can, if you read through the Bible, you'll find some other, other uh, types of uh, spiritual gifts. But in this specific, le specific lesson, we're going to speak on, on uh, uh, seven specific ones. And there are, there are several, seven practical gifts mentioned in this text. Prophecy, ministering, teaching, exhortation, giving, ruling, and mercy. So I told you earlier that I was going to uh, uh, seek out some people when I offered up some testimonies of, of people with spiritual gifts that they know and how they've touched your life or, or the life of the church, uh, how you can see they glorify God. But let's go through these uh, quickly and then I'm going to kind of open it up and let you all participate a little bit. So if we look at prophecy, so with prophecy, the description there, they break them down in three little uh, categories and um, the description of prophecy is the gift to em of emphasizing and proclaiming God's pure truth to the people. The benefit in the church, it keeps an emphasis on soul winning and purity. Uh, of course, our Bible example is Peter. So if you read through the book of Peter, you can see that, that he was he emphasized the prophecy, the, the God's truth. He, and if you, uh, the next one is ministering, description is the gift to identify and practically help others by willing service. The benefit in the church is it encourages a spirit of involvement. It gets you involved. It, it's, it keeps you uh, as part of the church. And our example there is, is uh, Timothy. So the book that pulls out uh, different uh, persons in the Bible that give good examples, if you read about them, they, they exemplify these uh, areas of gifts. Number three is teaching. The gift, that gift is to effectively research and or communicate the truths of the Bibles to others. The benefit to the church, it provides meaningful and re useful resources. So the more you know about the Bible, the more, the stronger you can be actually. The more you can uh, exhibit God's uh, working in your life and in the life of the church. So the, the more you know, the stronger you are. And so it's, it's a benefit if you have teachers and educators in your church. And then even on your own, the more research you do in the Bible, the, the, the smarter you come, come to be uh, in God's Word. And Luke is a good example of that. Number four is exhortation. The gift to identify root problems, straighten and strengthen others to a place of spiritual maturity. It helps people through difficult times and using scriptures as their guide. And Paul is an excellent example of that. If you read all the different books that uh, uh, Paul wrote and, and his teachings and his letters, he was always uh, exhorting uh, God's word and, and identifying the problems and helping helping others to be strong in, in a troubled time that, that, that those books were written. Number five is giving. The description there is the gift to conserve and share resources in order to meet material needs. 
finding resources uh, and using them for the internal purposes. And I give our example there is Matthew. Number six is ruling. The description of the gift is to guide and direct a group of people toward a goal of destination. Benefit in the church is to grow, uh, grow in completion of projects. Uh, Nehemiah is a good example of that. And number seven is mercy. The description is a gift to recognize, identify with, and comfort those who are hurting. The benefit to the church is unity within the church and, a, and the compassionate spirit. And John is our example of that. So uh, these break down a lot of what I had started out with in discovering, you know, talking about what the spiritual gifts are and how they're used in the church. So uh, we come together as a church to, to, to laugh, to learn, and we mourn together. Uh, we, we lean on one another in mercy to give ourselves, to give each other strength to, so that we, we come out of the, the, the valley and climb up the mountain together and celebrate the God's unity with us. So at this point, can anyone give me an example uh, of, a, of a person with a spiritual gift that's touched your life or that you saw that, was a, a, that touched the life of a church, whether it's this church or a church you've been a member at before, or maybe someone who was part of you uh, learning about Christ and coming to Christ. Uh, no matter what that person is, if it was a, a teacher or a musician or a preacher, any, anything, no matter how small, if anyone has to, anything to share with, the, with our group, just to kind of help unlock that, that ex exact example of what a spiritual gift is and someone who had it and really touched your life. Um, if you show me a raise of hands, if you don't mind sharing that with us, That's great. Yes, that's a that's a wonderful example. Uh, yeah, it sometimes seems like God hears some people's prayers better than others. And again, that goes back to a lot of what we've uh, studied about in the in past weeks on on uh, sin and sh shaking off the old man and putting on the new man. Sometimes we keep that old man hanging around us. It it is an interference to to God. It's not that God doesn't hear us. It's just right. sometimes He said. Hey, you got to get rid of that old dude because I got lots of good things for you, but we're not going to, it ain't going to happen if you don't get rid of that. So there's a, God's got a purpose and a reason that we, sometimes it's beyond our, our comprehension, but that's a good one. Anybody else have another one? Mary? Yeah, that's great. Gift of friendship, the, the gift of kindness, of welcoming, is a is a 
great example. And actually, each person in the church should be uh, should strive for for that to work for that friendly smile. Zelda, you had. Yes, you, you spoke of Ms. Jones, and I had the privilege to meet her uh, before she passed on. Um, Ms. Jones had a huge effect on Zelda's life, and as you all have well know, Zelda's taken that education and just expounded upon it and about to finish up her PhD program. So one of the other things that we touch on in here is with teachers, if, you're, if you be, become a teacher, uh, is one thing that again once you uh, discover that that gift then you just uh, continually learn yourself from other teachers that have the gift to just really enhance and strengthen your knowledge of of the Bible of God of God's ways uh, you know right down to how you go about it uh, uh, spreading the gospel or how you worship you know what is the most pleasing to God and and so all of those things are important and as you learn from others like Miss Jones and then you take Zelda's taken that and just really expounded upon that knowledge to, to teach others you know th through uh, through music and the understanding of, of uh, hemology and uh, it's so th those are great examples of teachers uh, so we have examples of prayer warriors of friendship uh, a fr just a friendly smile, a friendly handshake, uh, in, uh, voice of encouragement, uh, and education. Education is a huge one across the board because once we introduce someone to Christ, once someone finds that, that they find, you know, they accept their salvation and they become part of the church, and then they, you want them to grow. So the, the way you grow is through education, is through knowledge. And so teachers, is, uh, teachers with gifts, people with the spiritual gift of teaching, to me is, is really huge because 
uh, whether it's you know male or female, everyone has something to to share in as far as how because you want to allow God to use you as a vessel, use you as a conduit to share your gifts. Anyone else have have an example that you want to share? That's great. What a blessing. Yes. Um, I know uh, Zelda's dad was, he, he could drive a bus, so he helped with the children's bus ministry at Wiesach. And I always heard stories how they would go around uh, sometimes the day before and meet families and, and find out where those kids were living, and then they would, he would know where to go the next day to pick them up. That's a, a, an outreach that some churches have. Some are equipped with it, some aren't. But uh, he also had uh, carpenter skills, so he did a lot of work around the church, you know, fixing things. So uh, he, that's how he used his spiritual gifts, probably one example. Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, that, are, that are handy, and you'll see them working for the good of the church. They'll be doing things. So... Uh, those are some examples that came to mind while I was listening to the other examples. But, but it made me think of the, the bus ministry because that's one way of saying, well, I'll get you to church. I'll come get you. And you, some people take that to such a big heart as they, they get a vehicle that's big enough to carry enough people to get them to church. So uh, there's, there's many ways that we can invite people to church. And sometimes it's actually just going to their house and, and going by and picking them up, you know. Come on, let's go. Because the only way, sometimes the only way people will get it is that they hear it being preached in a, in a corporate environment. And then it's like, man, I see all these other people that are on fire for the Lord. I, I want what they have. So that's, sometimes that outreach in itself has more, you know, we can make that door knock. But once you get them in the church, that's, uh, that's huge. Anybody else have any? We have a few minutes of time here. So let's... Well, let's move on through how do I find and use my spiritual gifts? So let's figure out if we're like any of these examples. Or do you know someone that you, maybe you can encourage them? Hey, you know, you're really good at that. What, you ever thought of doing this, you know, for us? We should involve all of things, all, we should involve all of, the, of these things, guiding, all these guiding principles. <clears throat> uh, and again, my uh, electronic notes went to sleep on me. So, uh, number one is seek the filling of the Holy Spirit. So, I don't know if any of y'all jumped ahead and looked up any of these verses, but I do have them here. So, we'll, we'll go through some of these. We're going to run short on time, so, but we're, we're toward the end of our lesson. So, seek the filling of the Holy Spirit. So, in Second Peter... Uh, 3.18, it says, But grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5 says, be, be not drunk with wine wherein in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. 
singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for things unto God and the Father in His name, our Lord Jesus. How do you grow in grace? But grow in grace through 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Number three, involve yourself in opportunities to serve. So this next verse, some of you may recognize. Some of you probably already, maybe still have it on your heart in your memory. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as we know, ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. How many of y'all remember us having that as a memory verse not long ago? Number four, be thoughtful of a thankful and thankful for your fellow Christians. Again, be thankful for those who have the spiritual gifts in the church that help enhance your walk with, with God. First Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them that very high in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. So rejoice and be thankful for those members in your midst that have those gifts that, that help the church. So don't be envious of them so much as be thankful for them. Praise them for, their, for using their gifts. Familiarize yourself with the spiritual gifts. Ha, uh, Romans 12, 6 through 8 tells us, Having the gifts differing according to the grace that is given us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy. According to the uh, propitiation of faith, our ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he hath teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 6-8 says, There are diversities of operations, but in the same God which worketh all, all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It should profit the whole body. For one is given by the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to the, uh, another the word of knowledge in the same Spirit. Evaluate the fulfillment uh, you receive by contributing to the body of Christ. First uh, Thessalonians 2, 11-12 uh, states, as ye know how we exhorted and com comforted and charged every one of you as the Father doth his children, that ye would walk worthily of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. And number seven, consider the confirmation received by others. If you remember me saying earlier, if you get complimented on your whatever it is you've offered to the church, take that as confirmation that you're on the right track of, of your spiritual gift, sharing your spiritual gift with the body of Christ. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men in Proverbs 18, 16. So to wrap all this up, and we're not, we probably won't have time to go through the quizzes, but I, you know, go through there and just re refresh at, at, at your leisure. But again, search out what that gift is in your life whether it's the gift of song, the gift of music, the gift of teaching, the gift of, of uh, craftsmanship. Um, as we develop our property, there's uh, 
many of us have uh, skills of we're working with our hands. I'm sure there's going to be many opportunities for that as we develop our, our physical location for our church. Uh, maybe you're a good cook, you know, serving food. Uh, all he, very important part of our fellowship. <laughs> we, have, we have many of those in this congregation. Uh, many that go way above and beyond in, in making sure we have breakfast or we have a meal to, uh, prepared when we get gather. Very important. What, a, a teacher, uh, you know, whether you're teaching children or, or coming up here and teaching, um, just the, the list goes on. You can take those seven categories we talked about this morning, and those will break down into small subcategories, but they all come bring us together to strengthen our body of Christ. And uh, I encourage you to, to go back to this book and read those verses and contemplate on them. Uh, plant them in your heart and your mindset of what, how can I discover my spiritual gift? How can I enhance the one I have? What can I do to, grow, to help grow and be a, a strong member of this body of Christ? Uh, encourage others to come and discover their gifts. So that pretty much concludes our lesson this morning, but I'd like to close in a word of prayer and then we'll, we'll go forward. Father, we're so thankful that you, uh, you bestow upon us many abilities. Uh, you, you implant in each of us a talent, but they're also a spiritual gift that you've implanted in us that we, we don't ask for. You give it to us freely, and we rightly should give it back to you in our service to you through, through the many avenues, whether it it be a physical ability, a mental ability, uh, a financial ability, uh, just no matter what that is that you've imparted on us in our spiritual gift, Lord, may you use it in this church. Help each of us to discover those spiritual gifts that you, you have implanted on us to be used for your, for your glory, to enhance your kingdom, to, to strengthen our body here at Cornerstone and to help us to unify with the other churches that are like-minded that that make our message to the world strong and that we can do our part for you Lord that you would just work in our lives work in this church work in each member to 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 discover those gifts and to build upon them to make us a strong voice for you in in a world that's full of darkness we just pray that we can we can be a conduit for your light, Lord. And we just lift all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to you, to you God. In your name we pray. Amen.